Welcome back to the Marvelous Middle Age Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Melinda Brokaw. Melinda and I went to elementary, junior high, and high school together. Shout out to the Monticello High School class of 1992. Go Panthers! Melinda is a mama, friend, lifelong learner, a self-improvement and empowerment seeker, volunteer, music and dance lover, and DIY home improvement fanatic. By day, she works as a nurse practitioner in gynecology, oncology, walking with women in their journey during surgery, cancer care, and survivorship. Melinda is an empty nester navigating life at a completely new stage, living single in her late 40s, soon to be 50. In this week's episode, we talk about finding your tribe of friends and ways that Melinda is discovering herself and enjoying new activities in this stage of life. Please note that this episode does include mention of suicide, so please take care in listening. Linda Brokaw, welcome to the Marvelous Middle Age Podcast. Thank you, Nicole. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited for you to be here. We were talking a little bit before we got started that we know each other by different names. I know you as Mel. So if I say Mel, that's why, because I know you as Mel, but Melinda is your name. And I know you as Nikki. I know. So even you though your me. name is Nicole, we've <laughs> grown up. So. Name. Yes, we are now grown up. We're we can use up. our full names, not our nicknames. You can call me Nikki. If you don't mind if I, I slip up and call you Mel That's every now and then. That's absolutely fine. I'm still Mel. <laughs> yes, you are. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm so excited for you to be here. Um, before we get started, uh, could you just introduce yourself to everybody? Let everybody know who you are, a little bit about your family, what you do. Absolutely. I'm Melinda. I um, grew up in Monticello, Iowa. Woo-hoo. That's how Nikki and I first met. Yes. Um, and then have been a transplant to uh, Cedar Rapids since I went to my undergraduate um college I went yes. to co-college so yes um, and I've been, yep and I graduated in 96 and I've been here ever since oh um, so gosh. I've been here uh, quite some time mm-hmm. um, I'm I am uh, the proud mama of two yes. great kids uh, Emily and Ben 24 and 22 oh my gosh and then I have a stepson who's 20 and his name it. is Nick um, and um, just uh living the life here as yeah. a 49 year old middle-aged woman <laughs> commuting <Yes>. back <laughs> commuting back and forth from Cedar Rapids to Iowa City I work down in at the university as okay. a nurse practitioner awesome yep. what department do you work in down there I work in gynecology oncology so female okay. females with um, cancer of the gynecologic organs so oh my gosh yeah yeah wow that, how long have you been doing that two about two years two years you've been mm-hmm. in that department yeah okay. I've been a nurse practitioner for Longer than I ever imagined, 20 years. Yeah. So it's hard to believe. When you say that, you're like, oh, am I old enough to wow. be? Wow. 20 Surely years into. Not. I don't no. think so, but I am. I am. So <laughs> here it goes. I love that. I love it so much. And your kids, my goodness, in their 20s. I yeah. mean, that is that is amazing. It's I a beautiful it. thing to watch. Absolutely. Watch your humans go out into the world. Yes. And be their cool, amazing selves. I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. Well, yeah, you mentioned we met. We've known each other for a really long time. We went to school together. Yes. Middle or elementary through high school, graduated Monticello class of 92. Yay. Go Panthers. Woo. Your mama was the best chocolate chip cookie maker oh, I've ever had in my whole you. entire life. I remember Oh yeah. Uh, going to your house after elementary school and mm-hmm. eating way too many cookies. I oh, was yeah. Oh. I can imagine. Yeah, she was such a great cook. I I miss that. She was one of those kind of cooks that could throw a bunch of stuff into a bowl, didn't measure anything, stirred it around, put it of in the course. oven, it came out some delicious 
uh, you know, amazing thing. And I try to do that now. And I'm like giving people food poisoning. Let's put it that way. So her personality yeah. was something that I'll never forget either. She yeah, just I lit know. up a room she and was, made you feel yeah. so completely comfortable yeah when she didn't even know you yep yeah. she was she just had kind of that spirit she was yeah. very um relational with people mm -hmm. and sweet and kind I know I would have friends tell me like I wish your mom could be my mom and I'm like well oh okay because you know when it's yeah. your own mom you think oh I have rules and curfews and all these things and she doesn't understand me and looking back like I get it now she's you one know? of the good ones she's one of the good well, ones well and your mom you know yeah. your mom as well yeah, I mean absolutely. you guys you know our families I look back at those times and you know first of all it's just so much simpler when you think back to those years mm -hmm. when you think you know high school and all that and what that's like and the things that are so big mm -hmm. then are just like you look back and you're like, oh, I wish I could have. And we'll get to that at the end, too. But like, <laughs> I wish I could have told her, just don't worry about that yeah. so much. Just yeah. don't. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. If you I know. could go back and just tell her, Simmer, mm -hmm. sister, Simmer. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You've got this. You've got this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and we've been Facebook friends, but then we reconnected recently at Night to Shine yeah. last year. You were a buddy at Night to Shine. That is such an enjoyable Isn't event. Oh, my gosh. I, I loved know. my buddy. She was the best in the yes. whole wide world. Oh, gosh. I was so glad you were able to be there. It is one of my favorite nights of the mm -hmm. year. We're in the midst of planning now uh, for 2024. And uh, for those of you who don't know what Night to Shine is, it is a prom for individuals with uh, disabilities and special needs. And our church hosts it. Um, we're going to be hosting for the seventh year. And uh, it is just an incredible night. It's so fun. First of all, it's just a big party, mm -hmm. right? There's food yeah. and dancing and karaoke and photo booth and don't we, forget that red carpet oh you know that's probably my favorite part <laughs> of the whole night is the red carpet every guest is crowned king or queen of the prom and they're announced by our mc mm. uh uh shout out to travis hemstead with 11 11 um and he announces them a king or queen of the prom they make their way down the red carpet with their buddy and there's limo rides oh, yeah. and yeah it's just the most fun thing if you are listening and you live somewhere outside of where we are here in Cedar Rapids, um, look up to see if there's a church hosting night to shine near you because it is so fun. And it, it takes a great. lot of people to mm -hmm. make it. We, we have, I think, at the end of the day, we end up with about 300 volunteers, which we could not do it without all of you folks that volunteer. So That doesn't surprise me, but it just goes yeah. off without a hitch. You guys so do fun. such a good job with the planning committee. It's just really oh, yeah. a, amazing yeah. event yeah it was so fun yes. yeah I love it I love it I love it yeah I'm, I'm really blessed I have a great team they're just do whatever I ask and they just I'm like help I need help over here and they just take care of it and I don't even have to have to worry about it so but I'm glad we were able to reconnect over that, yeah, that because was fantastic. Um, yeah it was super appreciate fun that. absolutely well I really appreciate you being on today because we're going to talk about a, a recent change that you have had in in your life and uh, I know, and I said this before we started to record, I know someone out there is going to be blessed by this conversation um, because I think when we have things that happen in our lives, um, sometimes it feels like I, you know, I'm alone or there's nobody else going through this, but there, there is, there's absolutely, there's somebody out there that's experiencing this and building that community, validating and sharing our stories is super powerful because you never know who is on the other end listening to this. And so, um, I just really appreciate you being here to, to share about this. Um, so recently you've experienced a, a divorce. Yes. Um, and so just whatever your level you're comfortable, just 
kind of share kind of what that's been like, um, anything you want to share about that, um, kind of how it's been impacting you and going from there. Yeah, thank you so much. And I, and I do think that it's important to talk about it because I think a lot of people, well, I'll speak for myself. I suffer in silence, so to speak. I, did, sure. I never really, uh, there's people that are comfortable putting everything out there and there's people that are just aren't. And mm-hmm. I think I go to the latter. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, th- also um, for me, just to be transparent, it was my second divorce, mm-hmm. second marriage, second divorce. And mm-hmm. so uh, with that, there comes a lot of shame, um, a lot mm-hmm. of judgment from people who are mm-hmm. around you, um, a lot of judgment that I had on myself, mm-hmm. um, wondering, you know, um, you always wonder, um, you know, what could you have done differently, mm-hmm. what um, what worked, what didn't work, those sorts of things. And so I'm really happy to be able to come and talk um, I appreciated too that Nikki uh, said you don't have to talk about the details of the divorce, mm-hmm. which is is fantastic. But mm-hmm. I think one thing to always remember: anybody that's going through any transition in life when it comes to relationships, there's plenty of people who are who have relationships that struggle, mm-hmm. um, relationships where they don't feel as connected to their partner, um, relationships where they're trying to overcome infidelity, or you know, on the path mm-hmm. of divorce. And um, to really uh, just know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a blame um, portion that goes um, without saying when you're going through things. And it takes a lot of strength, no matter what mm-hmm. position you're in, mm-hmm. to walk through what you're walking through. Um, I think that it's everybody that walks out of a marriage has remorse. Mm-hmm. And they grieve the relationship. They don't only grieve the relationship that they had with their husband. They grieve the relationship that they had with the children mm-hmm. and the husband. Right. They grieve the the re- loss of the family that they had, not only within their home, but mm-hmm. also um, the extended family that mm-hmm. were their loved ones um, that you build relationship with. And I think that um, walking through that and um, really mm-hmm. remembering to give yourself grace Mm. in that moment. Yeah. Um, I'm very good at walking through things, powering through, and then later on being retrospective about it, Mm -hmm. uh, being retrospective about how things were handled and whatnot. And I think that when you're walking through marital issues or issues in a relationship that you really care about, um, it's important that you, that anyone stops and gets help you know, Mm -hmm. go to counseling, do what you need to do to know that within yourself, Mm -hmm. you did everything that you could in order to try to make that relationship Mm -hmm. work and then to rectify the situation and so that you can walk away knowing, okay, Mm -hmm. all right, we tried our hardest and, and whatnot. You know, we're all set up to want to be in relationship. That's what, that's our design. You know, we all want connection. We all want relationships and it's really disheartening when that dissolves. Mm -hmm. Very disheartening. So you bet, you bet. You're absolutely right. I think our tendency as human beings is to be in relationship, whether it's a romantic marriage or, or partnership relationship or it's friendships or, any of that kind of things with our children, mm-hmm. with our, you know, family members, parents, whatever, 
And when something happens and that relationship dissolves or is, is broken, you, a person can't help look at yourself and say, oh, what did I do? What could I have done? What should I have done? And I think to your point, getting that support, uh, professional support especially, mm-hmm. uh, is, is really helpful. And that could come in the form of a counselor. It could come in the form of someone with your, your faith background. It could come in just a really amazing friend mm-hmm. who's maybe walked it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and saying, you know, let's, can I process through this with right, you and, right. and see where, you know, where are the things that, that I did that I can learn from? What were some things that were just out of my control right. that I had no part in playing and it happened and, and how do I process those, those emotions? You also mentioned giving yourself grace. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. I think we are programmed also as human beings to power through. Well, I've got to go on to the next thing. And mm-hmm. this person over here needs me. And oh, my kid, even no matter how old they are, they still yep. need us, right? Absolutely. They need me over here or my jobs, this is happening and I've got to help this out over here. Instead of just sitting back and saying, I need to give myself freedom mm-hmm. and grace to, to process this and to let myself feel my feelings, work through these things. I don't have to just keep pushing ahead. I mean, some people, that's how they cope and Mm -hmm. that's what works for them. Other people, you know, they do better if they kind of let themselves feel and, and process through. So I agree. Those are all excellent, excellent points. Um, I think that anytime that there's a relationship that's dissolving more than likely that couple has done their work, right? mm -hmm. They've, they've, um, worked hard to try to salvage it. They've gone to counseling, they've gone to retreats, they've mm-hmm. had several conversations, several years, usually most, most generally right. of, of dealing with the issue, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think that with that being said, um, I don't know a lot of, in, like I said, I'm a very private person. And so mm-hmm. I know that for me, when, my relationship had been decided right. that this wasn't going to work. And, and I will be honest, I, I was the one that instigated, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of saying, Hey, are mm-hmm. we to a point where we need to just stop trying? Right. I know that there was everyone in my family that was shocked. No one knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a curse and also a blessing because you do get, unsolicited advice, mm-hmm. um, of individuals who don't necessarily know. Um, but then also, um, so that was, you know, the blessing. Um, but the other part was, um, walking through their grief right. and having to console them, um, having to help support them, trying to make them understand, um, why things were happening and why the decision was made. Um, and also, uh, in my instance, um, my ex-husband has um, two children. Mm. I have two children. Mm-hmm. And so walking through all of that mm. to try to maintain relationships um, with them or um, and make them understand, um, I chose to I, – I didn't choose, but my marriage dissolved – as the children were leaving the home too. Mm, so mm-hmm. in the process of a transition. marriage, yeah. <laughs> in the process of a marriage dissolution, there's, you know, here is an uh, empty nest and, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, it's the first time in my life mm-hmm. that I've ever lived alone. I've never lived alone. I went from my parents mm-hmm. to college to my first marriage and then I had children. 
So then I spent 10 years parenting them on my own and then got remarried. And um, so that was a huge, That's huge, huh? a huge um, transition for me because I've yeah. never had to just take care of myself wow. ever. Um, and so that was something that I was at first very afraid of because I'm not used to that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm used to making sure everybody else is okay. And then all uh-huh. of a sudden I, I have to be in this house by myself. Like right. who's going to come and hang world? out with me? Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think, um, in those transitions, one of the things that was very, very important for me is to find my tribe. You know, you got to yeah. find, find your girls. You got to find yeah. your girls. And a lot of times it becomes self-evident who is going to show up for you. Right. And, and unfortunately in time of tragedy, uh, that's usually what happens. Mm-hmm. And I hate to refer to divorce as a tragedy because it can, it is liberating as well. Sure. It's, it's a, right. be- it's a beautiful trauma, right? Yeah. Right. Um, having a divorce, you're stepping out and you're gaining your own self again, but you also have this, this terrible, um, other side of it, Mm -hmm. of loss and grief and fear of the unknown of what your future is going to be. And so, uh, yeah, finding the tribe, finding your people, um, Mm -hmm. that, and, you know, the other great thing about having older kids is they kind of end up being part of your tribe as you well. Bet. You bet. So I love that. You yeah. mentioned finding your, your tribe. What has that looked like for you? What does that look like for you now? Um, as you are venturing out into, like you said, living alone for the first time, creating this, uh, a new chapter for yourself yeah. in your life. What does that look like in terms of friendships, any other social situations? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if dating is in the future for you or not. Yeah. I don't want to even go there if you don't <laughs> want to go there, but, um, like what does that look like? How has that shown up for you? Um, well, one of the things that I've learned I've had to do is push myself. Mm. Um, I, it's very easy to stay home and become oh, yeah. a recluse yep. when you're uh, Get a pint single. of Ben and Jerry's yeah. and turn well, on Netflix. And I'm not going to lie <laughs> that the first six months was all about the Ben and Jerry's. Well, hey, you I, know, and, and turns that out happens, that yeah. that's not good for your waistline no, no, or your iron no, level as, as in your body. As, yeah, I just want you to know as that. As much as we love our Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> yeah. Nope, um, but it. it was very soothing at the time. Very yep, soothing. Much needed. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed in the fact that I have that handful of friends that I know I can call and I, and that has been a life saving. Um, part of me pushing myself is, you know, going to the night, night to shine. I I went by myself. I volunteered by myself. I, I, I did that. Um, I'm so glad you did. It was so fun having you there. I enjoy volunteering and doing community service type things. So, but the other part of it too is, you know, take your dog on a walk by yourself, Mm -hmm. take yourself on a trip, you know, go on a road trip by yourself, do Mm. those things that, um, you and that I, I try to do the things that I enjoy to do, you know? And so I love outdoors. So one night when it was snowing, I'm out snowshoeing, you know, taking pictures in the, in the, in the neighborhood, you know, uh, snowshoeing when it's snowing. I mean, that's, that was very fun for me. Um, and really just trying to enjoy, um, my new found person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's self-evolving. You bet. Um, it's definitely self-evolving. Um, so I, um, continue to try to be just as active. I've joined a gym. I've been horrible at, um, going because one of the things about 
when you're in a spot that you don't feel necessarily great about yourself, mm-hmm. a lot of things come up when you start to feel good. You're like, you wow, I'm feeling really good. Wait a second. I haven't felt good in a real long time. Right. So then you have it's to process foreign. and go through and, mm-hmm. and, and go through the, the feelings of all of this. I, yes. I think that I've been a lifelong um, learner my whole life and I'm constantly striving to be better than I was yesterday mm-hmm. but I definitely know for me it's a me versus me mm-hmm. every day um, oh, yeah. getting up and looking in the mirror and saying hey you got this girl right and some days I don't feel like I do but right. I still Sometimes try I feel like I don't but yeah. I know I can but yes. I definitely step right. up and 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 try yeah so, I love that oh yeah. my gosh I absolutely love that it's so there's so many benefits to that as scary as it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and like you said, it can bring up a lot of feelings about who am I now? Um, who is this person going out snowshoeing by myself? You know, this is, it's awesome. It's this amazing experience, but it's like saying I'm, I'm this new person and not that all of your wonderful, amazing traits and characteristics aren't still within you, but you're figuring out this new path, this Mm -hmm. new life that, um, gives you an opportunity to focus on yourself, learning what you like to do. I think when we're in relationship, whether it's, you know, partnership, marriage, and you've got kids and you've got a job, you're so focused on everybody else. I know so many women who their whole lives have been spent focused on all their people, right? Mm-hmm. Their family and all of these things. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But then when you your kids are moving out of the home or you find yourself, um, you know, single again, you kind of have to go, oh, what did I like to do before, you know, 20 years ago, before Mm -hmm. I started having children and Mm -hmm. all of the, like, oh my gosh, I I can do things I want to do when I want to do them. And Mm -hmm. that's brings up a lot of stuff too. And it's awesome, but it's also kind of, like you said, a little scary, like, oh, okay. I think I like to do this. I I used to like to do this. I mean, it's just a whole new adventure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, some days are better than others, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I, I'm a fairly artistic person by all means. I'm mm-hmm. not an artist, but I enjoy the arts and, and those sorts of things. So yeah. it's going to, you know, a symphony, um, or a, a concert chorale uh, event or, um, signing up for ceramics class or mm-hmm. a, a glass blowing, um, class. So all of those things are things that I would have never done. Um, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, who are you, Melinda? I'd say I'm a mama. Right. That's all I am. Right. I'm a mama. I'm a mama. You know, and now yep. I'm like, huh, okay, who am I? You yeah. know, um, because uh, it everything morphs, everything changes. And I'm not saying that I lived my life correctly by making my kids my everything. But at mm. that time, that's that's that was my passion. That's sure. what I want. I thought I was I my we, only yeah. purpose on this earth was to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I poured my heart into. And now sure. I'm realizing, okay, all right. I got you. I right. figured this out. We're going to, we're going to keep moving forward and we're going to, um, we're going to pivot, right. so to speak. Well, and you, and you can say, I've raised these two amazing human beings mm-hmm. who are now out in the world, mm-hmm. living their lives mm-hmm. and doing their things. And they're always our kids. Like I said, I think no matter mm-hmm. how old our, our kids are, they're going to need us forever in one way or mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I can say that I raised these people and now I can, you know, turn and focus on myself a Absolutely. little bit. And, and yeah. I just love that. Yeah. So if you were sitting with someone who has found themselves in this situation recently, they're kind of fresh, what are some, what, what is something you would, would tell them? Any encouragement, any, uh, you know, guidance or 
thing you would tell them to do or not to do or anything just to kind of let them know, you know, what might have worked for you or didn't work for you? Um, what are some things you would share? Um, the first thing that I would tell them is how incredibly brave they are mm -hmm. because there is a fair amount of women who remain unhappy um, and stay in relationship mm -hmm. um, and that becomes their identity. And um, that very much could have been me. Mm -hmm. um, I, um, for whatever reason, well, I know um, I had a tragic event occur in 2021, mm -hmm. uh, my son's best friend committed suicide. Mm. And I don't know what it was about that event that I woke up, um, mm -hmm. but that was my defining moment mm -hmm. where I decided I needed to be in company with people who um, were uh, emotionally invested in me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that one of the things I would tell them is you're so incredibly brave mm -hmm. and there's going to be really hard days, but there's going to be really joyful days mm -hmm. and that to walk in the grace mm -hmm. when you are having a really hard day, look at yourself in the mirror, say, I love you. You've got this. Mm -hmm. You might've messed up. You might have done something wrong, mm -hmm. but we're moving forward. Mm -hmm. We're going to that. do, we're going to do, have a better day today than we did yesterday. Yeah. And then in the days that are glorious, just remember that's why we're here, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. We're here to um, be happy and celebrate mm -hmm. and love and live. And if, you know, and, and that's the whole reason that we set out on the journey that we did. Mm -hmm. And so I think that. Um, some things that really worked for me, finding my tribe was, mm -hmm. was huge. I'm, you know, and, and I even got on, there's a dating app called Bumble, but there's Bumble BFFs, um, oh, where that. you can get girl, you can get girlfriends. Awesome. And I met a couple women that way. One, um, that is just, she's like, um, she's just been so special. Um, so awesome. wonderful. Oh, I love um, and that. it, and you know, it's so funny because her and I talk and we're like, the only thing we met on Bumble BFS is each other. And right. I'm like, that's the best thing that, you know, <laughs> best that's thing okay. that happened on that's, that app. That's the best thing, you know, and it's a dating app, but we met each other and that's, that's fantastic. But that was one of the things that I felt like I needed to do is kind of I needed to extend my tribe. I, mm -hmm. a lot of my friends have children mm -hmm. and that, and they're in a different stage of life. And right. so a lot of times I'm like, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? I got the kids. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, this one has volleyball, this, right. and it's, it's great. It's beautiful. Sure. It's wonderful. But, um, I also had to find, um, other people to do things with right. or do them by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so finding your tribe number two, I would say, um, get a, get a, a counselor mm -hmm. of some sort, whether it's through your past pastor, through your church. Um, counseling is, um, for me, been a godsend um, because there's just some things I can't process through. Right. Um, I'm a huge, you know, number three is journal and mm -hmm. read those books. If yeah. a book resonates to you, um, my, uh, my favorite book is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a and then the F yep. word. Uh huh. Um, it's it's a great book. I'll have to check. I've, um, I've seen it. I have not it's, read it. It's orange. It will catch you and grab yeah. you and pull you in. And I there's the F word through the whole thing, which resonates with my right. with me some days. Right. And so, um, but you know, we have to um, 
things things are just different mm -hmm. and it's okay to um, read the books, journal about it, cry about it, you know, yep. write out, you know, write out menu to God, you know, this right. is what I want for the next year, menu to right. God. I want, I this that. is what I want in my future husband, you know, yep. these sorts of things are okay to do. You bet. Um, and just because you went through a divorce doesn't mean that you're not deserving just because Absolutely. you've, you've went through this process doesn't mean that Oh, you've been married once. Okay, yeah, you get another chance. Oh, you've been married twice. Oh, nope, you're broken. Right. You know, those things are all things that we have um, in our, you know, in our um, negative. Mm -hmm. It's our voice. negative thoughts. Yeah, yeah we, our, our negative self talk. Voice. Yeah, yeah. We, we say it to ourselves. And we would never, it's funny how we will say things to ourselves in our own negative self talk that we would never say out loud to a friend or like you would mm -hmm. never say that to a friend who's going through the divorce, mm -hmm. right through a divorce. No. You would say, you deserve love and you have to talk to yourself like you're talking to a friend, mm -hmm. you know, during those really tough times. I really like the point too you made about even during tough times, trauma, tragedy, you can still find that it's okay to be happy too. Mm -hmm. I think some people think that, that sadness and joy or happiness can't exist in the same sphere. Mm -hmm. And I think even, you know, if you're going through something like divorce and, and you're just having a really hard day, but there's something maybe on a television show that makes yeah. you laugh or something a friend says that makes you smile. Like that's okay too. You yeah. can, you can smile at the same time and that's okay. Like it's okay to have those things happening simultaneously. Right. Um, and that's, you know, and that's a good thing to know that you, you're, you're feeling those feelings. Yeah. I was talking to my son, uh, just this past weekend and I'm, or past week and he's the one that lost his best friend mm -hmm. and he goes, you know, mom, it's those times of, of sadness where you that make you and allow you to enjoy the real mm. joyful and happy mm -hmm. moments Absolutely. you know and I that's profound you know my yeah. first my first is like whatever but right. he's right, right you know I don't want the joy and sadness right. um for anyone right? right I want everyone's life to be fantastic but it's true um that that is what propels you forward and what mm -hmm. makes you I mean I feel like I know the depths of mm -hmm. what I've been through and what I can endure and what I can't. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, and I know, um, how to appreciate yep. all to, the good things, all the, the good, good things, things that come your way. Absolutely. Yeah. You were also, you had mentioned a little bit about dating, um, mm -hmm. earlier. Um, one thing that I would recommend, um, you know, don't do what I did first of all. Uh -huh. Um, you know, don't try to get into a relationship right away mm -hmm. um, because what happens is, or what happened with me, I'll say, I'm not going to mm -hmm. say for everybody, mm -hmm. is you haven't resolved all the things that you had going on in your current relationship or with your with your divorce. Mm -hmm. And you pro you might be continuing this a uh, same pattern. Right. You know, right. not everybody. Right. I mean, for some people, they're really lovely and fantastic and they have lifelong relationships and I really am happy for them. Right. Um, but there is some proof in the fact that, you, um, stepping out and taking some time for yourself is really a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you're a better, um, you're a better mother. You're a better, um, employee, right. you're all of those things. If yeah. you can continue to work on yourself before you, you try to give to another person, Obviously for me, I also realized it, I was in a super unhealthy pattern of mm -hmm. giving all of myself mm -hmm. to everyone else. And mm -hmm. so reeling that back in 
and learning that. But that's just my experience sure. by all means. Um, if you're one of my sisters and you're going to come and tell me, Hey, I got a divorce and I just met this great guy. I'm going to be happy for you. And I'm going to be so excited for you. Of course. Um, but I, uh, and I'd never, um, say you're doing it wrong. Everybody's story Mm -hmm. is different. Sure. Everybody's path is different. So exactly. Exactly. I love that. So there's always a couple of questions I like to ask every guest that comes on the podcast. Um, and one of those is, you know, you've been through, this recent experience and you're, you're growing, you're learning. Um, but if you could identify something great or what's best about being in this mid middle age, this mid midlife stage, what would you say that it is for you right now? I feel like I'm stepping into a new identity to be Mm. completely honest. Um, I, and I, I'm, um, figuring it out as I go. Sure. Um, but I am, uh, my kids are living their best lives. Um, so I get the joy of watching them, Mm -hmm. um, figure their lives out without, um, you know, it's more emotional support when they get older versus anything else. Right. So, and, and I feel like, um, I, I joked to a friend the other day, I'm like, I hear 50 is the new 30. You bet. And he's like, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I am. This is how it's going to be. It's going to be this that is for how, me. Yeah, yeah. This is how it's going to be. But I think that, um, I think this is the time that I figure out and receive uh, what it is that only Melinda needs, you know, right. not Melinda and the children. Yeah. You know, but not and not the 21 year old and the 19 year old Melinda who got married young. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's a it's a new identity for me. I love that. I absolutely love it. So you mentioned going back to 20 year old Melinda. (laughs) What is something that you might tell her about this stage? If you could say, hey, listen to this. I want to share this with you about being in the, the midlife stage, the middle age, what would you share with, with Melinda at 20? I tell her to slow down, mm. slow down and appreciate where you're at girlfriend. Yeah. Cause, um, what a fun time, mm-hmm. right? Being 20, what a fun time. Um, you know, I can remember at age 20 being insecure about my body, being insecure about my grades, being insecure about what my parents thought about me, being insecure about this and that. But the beauty of it all is that, you know, you you just slow down and enjoy it, embrace right. it. You've you're you're really doing a great job, you know. Absolutely. Right. And there's time to figure things out. I oh, think yeah. we put when we're so young, we have all this. We feel like we have all this pressure on ourselves to be a certain thing or do a certain thing. There's time there. There is time to figure some things out if you yeah. need to. You don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, slowing down and saying just stay present and enjoy this time in yeah. your life. Yeah. Stay um, present. It's OK. Right. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. So. There's no race to the finish. No. Nope. You know, and just because this girl has this thing doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you need to have this thing. Right. And it's really cool, too, because with my kids being in their mm-hmm. 20s, um, you know, retrospectively, I can be like, I, I was there. I really right. was. I really was. Right. They, you may they not actually, believe me, but yeah. I promise I was. <laughs> yeah. They do believe me at yeah. some level. But right. yeah. I yeah. love that. Oh, that's so great. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing and just being vulnerable and sharing your heart. I know someone listening is going to benefit from this. They're going to be 
in this uh, in this stage, and they're gonna really uh, appreciate everything that you had to share. So I just want to thank you for being on. It's been so fun. I appreciate it. It's been a great time. Thank you so much, Nikki. Of course. At Deja Vu Rentals, we keep the rental process simple so you can focus time and energy on things that matter most, creating memories. Video recording technology continues to evolve at an exponential rate and can be just plain overwhelming. Let Deja Vu Rentals help you avoid purchasing a GoPro camera and all the accessories that may end up getting used once or twice. Let's be honest, we've all bought a camera that we just had to have, thinking we will use it all the time, just to have it end up collecting more dust than memories. Our GoPro packages are cost-effective and streamlined to give you what you need. Nothing more, nothing less. Only need one GoPro? No problem. Two GoPros and a couple accessories? Cool. Four GoPros plus all accessories? Done. The best part? You get to keep the SD cards. Deja Vu Rentals are the perfect addition to your wedding, family vacation, or corporate outing. Live, watch, repeat. Visit DejaVuRentals.com to learn more and rent your GoPros today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow the show to make sure the latest episode is on your podcast feed each week. I would greatly appreciate a rating and a five-star review on the podcast platform you're listening on. It helps others to find the show. If there are topics you'd like to have discussed on the show, please email me at themarvelousmiddleagepodcast at gmail.com. The Marvelous Middle Age Podcast is produced by Riley Mullane and is part of the Ananellis Studios Network.